What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we have some updates, as per usual. We are getting close to the season, folks. We are, you know, just a couple weeks away. Spring training is in full swing. Unfortunately, some injuries to announce to some notable names. So Shane Boz, the prized young right-handed pitching prospect from Tampa Bay, he underwent, well, so first of all, he's down for two to three weeks, but he underwent arthroscopic elbow surgery to remove some loose bodies from his pitching elbow. Fortunately, he's expected to resume throwing in two to three weeks, so this is not really something that should bother him for you know the bulk of the season. He should be ready just you know, shortly after that and rejoin the staff sometime early this season. He made his debut in the majors last September, Making his first three starts down the stretch, he punched out 18 hitters in 13 and a third innings during that brief stint, and he averaged north of 97 miles an hour on his heater. The Rays carried him on their postseason roster, and they gave him the start in Game 2 of the division series against the Red Sox. That outing didn't go as hoped, but honestly, there's little question about this guy. He had already emerged as a key piece of the Rays' pitching plans, both in the near and the long term. He's going to be a big part of that rotation this season so opening day is 17 days from now but given the timetable he's he's gonna he's gonna be back up to full strength probably have a minors rehab assignment or so but he'll be back up to full strength you know for most of the season so with tampa bay their mix is gonna i mean they never really have a rotation right we said that many times the rays don't really run out a defined rotation they rarely have conventional starters in the sense of course Shane Boz is a conventional starter and you know a couple other guys but they're gonna go with Boz, McClanahan, Corey Kluber, Luis Patino, Ryan Yarbrough, Josh Fleming, Josh, sorry Josh Fleming and Drew Rasmussen so some of those guys will be traditional like Shane McClanahan and Corey Kluber but and, and probably even Luis Patino but you can you can bet there's going to be a lot of mixing and matching with all of them. You know, I, I can't see them using like a starter in front of someone like Corey Kluber. But I can sorry, an opener. But I, I can definitely see them using an opener in front of all those other guys. Or just mixing and matching, doing tandem starts. You know, one guy goes four innings, other one goes five, something like that. The Rays always keep us on our toes and expect them to continue to do so this year. They're one of the most flexible teams in baseball. So. They're going to be part of a four-team fight in the American League East. Absolutely. They'll be right up there with Boston, New York, the Blue Jays. I mean, heck, they could win this division. That division is going to be a dogfight. Any of those four teams could win it, and I won't be surprised. In other injury news, the Mariners' Casey Sadler is unfortunately undergoing season-ending shoulder surgery. So he was dealing with soreness in his throwing shoulder. He's, he's going to be out for the year. And... Seattle's lockdown bullpen was one of the main reasons they had a surprising record of 90 wins last year. And he was a major part of that. He had the lowest ERA of any pitcher in baseball with at least 40 innings pitched last season. I mean, a 0.67 ERA over 40 and third innings. So lowest ERA of any pitcher with at least 40 innings. But, you know, he's going to be out for this year. He's a ground ball specialist. Obviously benefited from a really low batting average on balls in play. But they're not going to have him this year. They're not going to have him. So the Mariners, they are, I don't want to say all in, but they're definitely trying to make the playoffs this season. So I expect them to go ahead and try to fill that gap 
If not, yeah, probably not now, but maybe at the trade deadline, they'll see how the season starts, how that bullpen performs. You know, get their analytics going, see how the team is performing, but they'll probably, if they're still playing well, you know, if the trade deadline comes, they want to make that push, expect them to go ahead and grab a reliever for the stretch run. But as for now, you know, they'll have Ken Giles in the mix. Ken Giles did miss all of 2021, recovering from his own Tommy John procedure. So, you know, he'll be able to hopefully pick up some slack. But, yeah, so Casey Sadler is going to be out for the entire season. If we move over to St. Louis, so we're learning that Jack Flaherty and Alex Reyes will begin the season on the injured list. So that is a bummer. That's a huge blow. Those are two very big names for the Cardinals. For Jack Flaherty, it is a shoulder injury so he said he felt it when he made some mechanical changes last season actually while he was trying to adjust to an oblique strain so first he had an oblique strain and then that led to some issues with the shoulder while he was trying to adjust the mechanics not great not great he's also had a labrum tear that he's been dealing with so this is not a good a good development for the cardinals you know jack flaherty is one of the best pitchers in the national league when he's healthy but He's banged up right now. He received a a platelet-rich plasma injection, the PRP injection, to address a a small tear in his right shoulder. This is what he's dealing with. But he's saying that the tear is not related to his labrum. So you have a labrum tear, and then you have another tear that's not related to the labrum. It doesn't sound good. It really doesn't. Right now, they're shutting him down from throwing for two weeks, and then at that point, they're going to reevaluate him. But obviously, he's not going to be ready for opening day. He's going to start the season on the injured list. Not a great sign. Meanwhile, Alex Reyes, so he received a stem cell injection on his own shoulder, and he's going to be shut down from throwing for at least two weeks, so he's not going to be ready for opening day. And St. Louis actually doesn't expect him to be ready for MLB action until late May or early June. So he was their primary closer last season but he has dealt with a few arm issues in prior years various injuries including february 2017 tommy john surgery you know yeah and he was on the injured list multiple times before so those are some of the developments coming from st louis they're going to lean on the old veteran adam wainwright who was phenomenal last year he's going to be out there miles michaelis stephen matz dakota hudson those guys are going to be pitching in the rotation but I'm sure you'll probably see some guys kind of rise from rise from you know obscurity in St. Louis. They always have one or two players every year that kind of takes everybody by surprise. You know, either a young player or a player that was previously slept on. Like, hey, this guy's kind of good. I have a feeling we'll see that in St. Louis again on the pitching side of things. And then last but not least, the Colorado Rockies have extended Ryan McMahon. So... Ryan McMahon, he's their infielder. They've agreed to terms on a six-year contract with $70 million guaranteed. Congrats to Ryan McMahon on that one. Good for him. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's part of their infield. I mean, now that Story is gone, Arenado is gone, somebody else needs to kind of, you know, take the reins there, and they decide to give the money. To, oh, they got Chris Bryant, but they're going to give the money to Ryan McMahon, see what he can do. You got Ryan McMahon, Chris Bryant. Brendan Rodgers, you know, you'll go from there. But this guy gets some security. 
He's 27 now, a nice six-year deal, giving him $70 million. That's that's kind of his payday. He's, he's the kind of player that this is his big payday for his career, so congrats to him. He's probably not going to, by the time this contract is up, he's not going to get like any kind of big deal or anything, but that's, that's great job security for him and life security, honestly. But he's going to be, he's going to be, Locking things down there. Last year, he had the best season of his career, both at the plate and with the glove. He's a former second-round pick, but last year, he had 254, 23 homers, 32 doubles, a triple, and six steals. And if you look at park-adjusted metrics, though, he comes in at below league average because, you know, Coors Field definitely inflates his numbers. Well, then again, we've seen park factors kind of look a little wonky like i've talked a lot about guys like dj lemayhu so let me just finish what i was saying though if you look at way to runs creative plus he comes in at 95 which means his production is five percent below league average but if you look at a guy like dj lemayhu i've said this so many times his numbers are so deceiving right because advanced metrics do not like him whatsoever you know or did not like him when he was in colorado if you look at his his colorado numbers it, it was like how could you tell me that as a Colorado Rocky, his OPS plus was 93, 93, which it was. And this is somebody who won, you know, who won a batting title. He won a batting title with the Rockies, who was a, you know, all-star, you know, gold glover, but he won a batting title and, you know, he had a below average offensive production according to advanced metrics. And then he goes over to the Yankees and pops off and becomes an MVP candidate against third place in the MVP voting and all that. And, and then you wonder, like, well, it couldn't have been Coors Field. This dude is a good hitter. He's been a good hitter all along. And that's what I've been saying. I'm like, this dude is a very good hitter. But then again, in 2021, his numbers kind of fell back down to earth. But on his career, though, he has a one-on-one OPS plus. I don't know. Something's weird about that. Something's weird about that. So with Ryan McMahon, I'm going to take that with a grain of salt. I mean, Sometimes you just know a good hitter when you see one. I don't think he's he's a below average hitter. I mean, I think that's that's harsh. I think that's that's unfairly harsh. I mean, you don't you don't hit 23 homers, uh, you know, 32 doubles, a triple, and six steals if you're a below average hitter. I don't care what if you're playing Colorado or not. So, I mean, he's their he's their guy though. He gets his extension, and they did also sign Jose Iglesias, who's gonna play shortstop. So, yeah, it looks like Chris Bryant's actually going to play left, and then Ryan McMahon will be their third baseman. That's what it's looking like for now. Third baseman, Rodgers at second, Iglesias at short, KB in left field. So, that is where we stand for now. That's going to do for today. Those are our updates. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.